Hello and welcome back to the Church of Jesus Christ Study Session with Come Follow Me. I'm your host Matthew Roberts and this is Season 4, Episode 119 of this Daily Study Podcast. Thank you so much once again for joining us as we take a pause from our Come Follow Me material study, as always each week on a Monday. Uh, and we share any comments from the listener, uh, from listener comments from the Facebook group, and also uh, anything else that's been studied either by myself or by anyone who shares anything each week. Um, no listener comments as such this week, as, as such this week to share. Uh, so we'll dive straight into something else that has been stu- studied. Uh, and I, I actually wanted to point something out or draw your attention to something. Um, Many of you will have studied and read uh, the Saints uh, books, uh, Volume 1 and Volume 2. Uh, volume 1 um, of these uh, Saints books uh, dealt with the history of the Church. However, unlike previous his- histories of the Church uh, that were written very much focused on the events and focused in a very... Um, factually, well, I mean, both of the, I shouldn't use the word factually because the Saints volume is very factual as well. Uh, but it said it's it's written in kind of an, a non-fiction, again, <laughs> I can't use the word non-fiction because the Saints book is non-fiction as well. Um, it, it's given in a very um, non-chronological format where the events are cited uh, and it's focused on the um, the events um, from a church perspective, I guess. Whereas the Saints volume, again, is, is non-fictional, obviously. It is uh, factually based. It is all based on evidence. Uh, but it's more written in a, a narrative format, in a way that is focused on the events from the perspective of the Saints, hence the name Saints. Um, and I think it's, well, it's it's much easier to access and to read for the general membership rather than the, the previous histories of the church. Uh, and it's focused on the lives of the individuals during the events rather than the events themselves, using all sorts of um, first first uh, primary source material, such as journals and uh, newspaper clippings and so on. Uh, and this is a, it is a really fantastic series. Volume 1 covered it from 1815 to 1846, so mainly during the um, the life and the ministry of uh, the Prophet Joseph Smith, but a bit afterwards as well. Uh, we then were given... Ser- uh, that was published in uh, 2018. Then in 2020, uh, Volume 2 was published, um, and that covered from um, 1845, 1846, um, all the way through, and we kind of sped up in terms of the history of the church uh, in, in um, se- season t- series two or volume two, uh, all the way up until 1893. And so, of course, we are about to enter into the new millennium in the 1900s. And what I think is interesting about this season, uh, this season, this um, volume, volume three, is that we will be going through uh, from 1893 um, all the way through uh, to 1955. Now, of course, many of you listening won't won't have been around in, uh, in 1955, but it does have a hint of you know being close to um, you know the the present day. Um, and I just can't wait to study this one because, of course, it's going to be coming into a world that's become starts to become much more familiar to us. We always mention how the the, the past is like a foreign country. Well. 
this foreign country is now starting to move closer to our uh, time of understanding. Again, it is quite some time away in 1955, but uh, it just gives you a sense of the vision and the um, the coverage that they are wanting to try and do with these saints' volumes. And of course, um, the stories contained are not the only stories of the only saints that were involved in these events. It's only possible to cover so many stories. And I was listening to um, uh, a member of the uh, the 70, and I'm just trying to remember his name um, so that I can tell you exactly who it was. It was um, Alda Legrand R. Curtis Jr., who is uh, the church historian, um, who spoke about how in this volume, volume three, it became even more difficult uh, to cover every event in the in the church's history because, of course, around this time, the early 1900s to the mid-1900s, the church starts to become a lot more global. And so not only are we going to have stories from uh, the saints uh, located in the United States who, you know, for example, Joseph Smith travelled to Kirtland and then to, um, uh, well, Ohio and then on to uh, Missouri and then Although and then Illinois, but we also, uh, in even in vol- in volume two, focused on the saints traveling to the to the Great Salt Lake um, and the into that area in Utah. But now uh, this volume will of course start to focus on saints from all sorts of continents in the world, which will be fascinating to study and read about. But of course they've only had they've only got a certain amount of space uh, to be able to write what they can. So it's going to be interesting to see kind of the stories that come here. So I strongly recommend that you read Volume 3 because Volume 3 just came out on Friday. Uh, And so please do uh, add that into your study plans. I have uh, managed to read three of the chapters so far and I was uh, impressed uh, by, ironically, uh, a story from from the leadership of the church in the Salt Lake in Utah, in the Salt Lake Valley, I should say, um, in Utah, which deals with um, B.H. Roberts. Now, I'm sure you've heard of B.H. Roberts uh, at this time that this uh, part of the history uh, was being recorded. Um, there was, he, he was on a political uh, kind of drive. In 1894, he was um, standing as a representative of the Democrats, um, the Utah Democrats. And what was interesting is that he was being, um, it was being suggested by the church leaders, that the quorum, some members of the Quorum of the Twelve, that he should not be doing that. He should be focusing on his service to the Lord uh, as a member of the Seventy, as a general authority. Uh, and this cause, and I, I'm not going to be able to cover or, or speak about everything that happens with this with the few minutes I've got left, but it's a really fascinating this um, kind of, not confrontation, but discussion that is had. And the general authorities of the church, the, the Quorum of the Twelve, use um, addresses in general meetings to talk about how individuals um, who are called to the work should not be using their time to do this type of thing. Um, and B.H. Roberts is very uh, slighted by this and very um, upset. And um, he has several, a number of meetings at the Quorum of the Twelve, but he refuses to um, accept that he does not have the the opportunity or the, the choice to be able to stand in office 
politically as well as uh, hold the church calling that he does. Basically, this goes on, and ultimately he um, decides to accept the um, the view of the apostles. Um, and obviously, I cannot do justice what happens because it is a real um, heartwarming story actually that takes place here, and he he accepts uh, the stance on that, and that's when uh, the Quorum of the Twelve and the First Presidency receive a revelation about um, an, an inspired document on how um, members of the uh, general general authority members are to focus their time and efforts on the um, on the Lord's work rather than and they and they can accept political office, but it, they are to secure the approval of the quorum leaders before seeking or accepting any political office. And I suppose that is the um, that was the issue here is that he did it really without just discussing it with those that he worked with uh, in the seventy. Um, and of course, you know, standing in a political office does take up quite a bit of your time, so it's understandable. Um, but. I do recommend you reading it because I've probably not made done it justice there, that, that experience. Uh, but he says um, here, quote, In this dispensation, the unfailing word of God has been pledged to the stability of the work, notwithstanding the imperfections of the people. Even though some may, might have stumbled in the darkness, they might still return to the path of right, taking advantage of its unerring guidance to the good of salvation, close quote. Now, it's interesting, yes, because... This, this account of B.H. Roberts, I mean, some of you listening may still agree with what B.H. Roberts' stance was in being able to run for political office um, despite you know, serving in a 70 or quorum with 12. And, uh, of course, you know, that is uh, your, completely your right to have a choice on that. Um, but what was interesting is the comment there he makes about imperfections. Um, the Saints' volumes have not been shy in, in discussing some of the events and uh, issues that a number of the members of the church uh, or previous members of the church have left the church for because they they state, oh, well, no one told me about this or this was kept very quiet. Well, it's all here for everyone to read. And this, and this is an example of something which I wasn't aware of, which some may uh, have, have questions about why uh, certain members of the Quorum of the Twelve acted in certain ways. But it reminds us that um, members are not perfect, and that includes the leaders of the, leaders of the church. But what is important is, is that when revelation is received and revelation comes and doctrine comes, if you remember it in our discussion about doctrine a few months ago, uh, in a number of different ways, one of the ways is the unified voice of the brethren. And in this case, this was a unified voice of the brethren. Um, published uh, statements from the the Quorum of the Twelve, repeated messages from general conferences that come up as general themes or, or, or repeated things that come up. We have to receive revelation and recognize that revelation comes. And sometimes it comes through imperfect individuals, but it still can come. In fact, all the time it comes through imperfect individuals. I'm not sure why I said sometimes these people are always imperfect because they are people. Um, and we have to recognize that because individuals and leaders have made mistakes, particularly made mistakes in the past where we don't even know the full context of what they've done and why they've done it. That should be not necessarily something that shakes us in our faith. Of course, you know, that it will ultimately be something I'm sure that does shake our faith at times from time to time. Um, but understanding that the Lord is, this is his church. He has established it. He restored it. 
um, and that we can receive revelation and guidance and learning through these things is important. Anyway, I've gone way over there, but I just thought it's a really interesting experience and one to encourage you to study the Saints Volume 3 uh, in your own time as well. Thank you so much for your study and uh, thank you so much for your time, I should say. And please do share your study on the Facebook group. And until we meet again.